0: Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock.
1: Hey,
2: everybody. Welcome to Call Out. I'm Alaska. I'm here with my man, Curly Castro. You. And my man, Zilla Rocker.
0: Yo, it's Zilla Roche. Hello.
2: Shablam, Sir mentally. So, for today's episode, we decided we were going to try something new um it's basically like mystery box almost right because <laughs> it's the
1: russian the russian roulette episode
2: yeah basically the yeah. idea is we each have a few questions that we're going to ask to the group right none of us know what the other person is going to ask and it's just going to be our spontaneous answers there are hip-hop related questions they could be any form of hip-hop related question right and, uh we're just going to do it like round robin stuff though we're going go circles, so I'm not really getting into anything. Who wants to set it off? Y'all want me to set it off?
0: Do it, man. Do it.
1: Do All right. Um if any um letting our listeners know I'll be in LA the week of the nineteenth. I'll,
0: I'll,
1: so, um, um, I'll be away too. Nobody way. nobody asked you yet. Oof. I'll be in LA the week of the nineteenth, so y'all can reach out. Uh know, my girl, but I do have one hip hop date she's allowing me, so you know. Call
0: we'll at me, see if we
1: can hook up. I'm not going to L.A. So
0: I'm not going to L.A., but I'll be away the weekend, of 19th, also.
2: Yeah, my my wife and kid are away right now, so I'm have like basically glued to this couch since
0: they. Oh, left that's all. Dude. Yo, when when the wife and I kid- got my pillow
2: with me, my pillow in case I fall asleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, if when the wife and kid are away, you have to eat all your meals over the sink, so you don't have to clean any dishes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, today I was in class on a Zoom call eating dinner. I made Tino's pizza rolls for dinner. Dude, what are you? Man, his
1: husband, listen to these husband hacks. Listen to these husband you know, hacks. Husband hack. yeah, Wait, wait. wait.
0: Let, let's start the husband hack real quick. So the key is you got to do the pizza roll first thing, and you got to put them in a the toaster oven. Oh yeah. You can't microwave them. No, no.
2: I put them in the regular
0: oven. Oh, regular. Yeah, you want on the bacon sheet. You got to put it yeah. bacon sheet. Yeah, on, yeah on The nice. You got to rotate it too. You don't bacon want sheet.
1: Yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all have been long time since y'all batches. I just pull out uh, reams
0: of foil paper. That's my uh, universal they, dish.
2: Those pizza rolls yeah. split when they're cooking.
0: Yeah, and then I'm it it's the gut stuff spill stuff. I've,
1: I've done, I've, That, but that, that, that did uh, foil paper is is, is nothing but this is disposable plate. Oh, okay.
0: good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just trying to get you to minimize actual labor and chore doing. Yeah, I just, I just roll up that foil paper. Hey, cash I, cash I put road, yeah. ribs on it. Roll <laughs> that thing right back up and put it right in the garbage, y'all.
1: Paperboard but
0: jelly cereal you just <laughs> bowl right I up
1: it right. I, I make bowls out of toilet paper too I don't play
0: <laughs> when, when you at, right. at the height of your bachelor dome how many spoons mm. of knives and forks you have three of each
1: at the height of it,
0: it no of at no the bachelor. height
1: of it I had which is also the of bottom on
0: it the, the right? bottom yeah, yes sure. exactly yeah at the height arm. of
1: it I had I had like um four knives and one fork I think I had August Four butter knives and one fork. For the longest I had, I was rolled with that.
2: I don't mean to think I had a butter knife. I think I used
1: a spoon for butter, <laughs> but I had like a steak knife. Oh, I definitely would use the spoons for butter. I had, a, I had, a, I had some spoons, and then, but at the height when I was at height, I also had a coffee
2: mug, like a, a soup Bowl that I use also as a coffee mug and a drink out of, but
1: I would mostly just like refill these. Wait, 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 oh y'all pour God. cups? Y'all don't pour cups. Man, ever since I've been living by myself, I've been living out the grand dream of all sons of mothers. I drink out of my containers. This is my soda. Yeah, you got to I, I, I yeah, drink out of my soda. This is my, this is my orange it. juice. But, you know.
0: No, you know what you got to do I, when but, you're a bachelor. You got to go to see I don't know if, this, if this were to work with Alaska. And, you know, in, in our area, we got Wawa. Yeah. So when you go to the Wawa and you go to get the sandwiches, they got individualized utensils. Mm-hmm. So you just oh you grab a whole about bunch sixty of, forks yeah. right well, yeah you just
1: you, you, put, just you, just you grab put, a handful you put them in
0: the drawer the utensil drawer you put about sixty plastic forks. In
1: there. Same thing with ketchup.
0: Yeah, you got to, yeah you don't buy ketchup you don't buy oh, and
1: Also, the big big bachelor hack is the um if you walk in, work in any office of any kind you get the big oversized uh, army toilet, toilet paper, paper. roll to it doesn't paper. fit on your toilet it's like a big <laughs> it's almost like remember how the old disks used to be on old computers it's that big. Yeah, and I don't remember how awkward it looked when I walk out of work with that thing under my arm, but I would take the and the big brown roll of toilet of uh, um, paper towel, yeah. that paper towel, <laughs> big brown roll. Yeah, but then with I, I your I allergies
0: act up and you got to use that, and it just shrugs. Oh, that's
1: the, the worst! It's raw <laughs> dog. It's raw dog, and it does. Its absorbent power is nothing. You no. you, you pulling that butter around? You're just moving it. You're you're pulling so much of that oh, look. I'm I'm serious. The um office like supplies people. That, like they gotta country. laugh at each other like yo man i can't believe we, we yeah. use all of this
0: stuff That
1: that soap that pink soap it's not if you go testing at a, a lab it's not really I'll, soap." never forget That's that sad. smell oh it's you fun. know you,
0: fun. Fun. you know what real, real quick, quick. or like uh <laughs> <fire glass. laughs> yo my my uh my, my one best friend Next. we used to live together and we were like bachelors together he, he had he had a bunch of like mixed utensils from like random places but like (laughs) Like fridays
1: at applebee's uh, he would have like
0: he would have like hand-me-downs from like his grandmom and then like one little set he bought at ikea once but then like his ex-girl would leave someone but he would always use like the same two or three spoons or forks or knives anyway so there was all of this cutlery but he only used three anyway and he would just wash them and then put them in the drying rack and then grab them again out of the drying rack use it wash it, put it back in the drying rack.
1: When you hand me down silverware, like when you get the 40 pieces from your grandma or the aunt, you tend to really not even use them. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember when I first moved, I first kind of had like sets of things and people were giving me little gifts. And I had like a plate set and my coworkers <laughs> gave me like, you know, spoon. Because they know I am. They gave me like the knife, and fork set or whatever. And I don't know what, I, it, this is, it's worse than socks. Cause it's no way these things can fall down the drain. I must obviously. I use a lot of plastic bags. I must throw. I'm. I've thrown out so much silverware. It's got to be. Cause where's it go?
0: Yeah. Where did it go? You're gonna give it to the uh, thrift. You, you know what like the, the real
2: games. shit is like now that I'm older, mm-hmm. and like that. You know, I've, I've got a partner. I got a kid. It's just like how cheap you could get a fly silverware set if you just go to like TJ Maxx and roll to the back. Oh
1: God, Home Goods. Okay. I mean, if, Home, goods, home goods. You Well, if, you know, it's if you're willing, if you're well, willing to play 12, the, the the fifteen fifteen dollar max, maybe twenty for something that shines a little bit. You yeah. get the whole, you know, you get the whole big box yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But but as a bachelor, and then you know, when I got my girl or whatever, I went through, I reset. So when I, and now it's the silverware is too dirty or it fell on the floor, or whatever. I just pick them all up and I throw them all out. <laughs> then I'll do my little you plastic Wild Wild. for a you while. And the, I'll you go get a new stuff. one. Yeah, but I definitely would throw, I would, I would purge a lot. I purge <laughs> my I purge my dishes a lot and so I've thrown so, a lot of stuff out. I would just purge
2: everything I owned. Like every time I moved, because I'd be like, I'm going on the road for like six months. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm not keeping my apartment. I got a, a garbage bag full of shit I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna put that at someone's house and the rest I'm throwing out. Like I'm throwing out my futon. I'm throwing out my sheets. Like
1: Jesus. And then I would. The just, only like, thing I miss is I had this banging wooden kitchen table that if you wanted to, you could um, spread out with the middle yeah, section. But I didn't have the middle this. section. And it was nice with those big thick wooden legs with the like you know the curves in it, like grilled mm-hmm. And then it, it had four chairs, mm-hmm. lower seated, but they were all had lonely. It was so nice, but I got evicted from that place, so I couldn't even take it we just all like yeah but that that's the one thing i regret leaving it was so sturdy i could still have it today it was a sturdy table nothing was going to happen to it. it had that nice good
0: wood to it well, i don't remember where i got there, it from any listeners out there in the philadelphia area if, if you have a really nice wooden table you want to donate to curly castro get out of this one no i don't
1: have space for it now fuck that i don't got space for it now oh, my new give it to castro
0: he'll sell it on offer up or facebook marketplace oh but
1: hey i can definitely hold it in my basement my basement a
0: great story your basement is ill
1: Yo, they moved. They moved the um wash and dry out. They got new ones And the funny thing is, the new wash and dryers
0: are cheaper. They're Dude, like one fifty and one dollar. Has, has been the setting of about nine different hip hop videos. Six.
1: I mean, we done. We done. <laughs> no, legitimately, we done six Wrecking Crew videos down there, at no, least.
0: Didn't, didn't yeah, they, in my uh, building. Didn't copyright do a video there or something?
1: Yeah. Oh uh, no. Um. No. No. It was, uh. still Title and um Esoteric. And Apathy <laughs> was here. Apathy was in my apartment. I think Blackistan was here. Stu Bangers was here. Stu. So was Stu Bangers. It was Apathy. Esso was here. Esso was a nice guy. Um, You know, RL was here. I think Blackistan was here. Y'all
0: he can named, look up the video. Yeah, you named like six was, people in your apartment can't fit more than three.
1: Nah, and this is when my, you know, Alaska, this is when my apartment looked like, uh
0: like Beirut. There it was,
1: it was like a, a sick, a five-six month period Z, when my depression was bottom out, and my place looked like Beirut. It looked like a bomb hit. I, I it looked recall, bad.
0: I recall re- doing rehearsals. It looked real bad. Like, this is this is sad. This is a sad place. But what do I? It say? got bad.
1: <laughs> what do I say? But then also, yeah. I had I had to throw out a lot of stuff. So you know, Z. Well, I was proud of you. me. Help me.
0: I was proud. of Yeah, let's rearrange. Because after spot.
1: that, I got to, I really purged. Like after that part, I got rid of a lot of things that I was carrying from move to move to move to move. You know, I'm just I'm a hoarder. So after that depression period, I purged a purge lot, which was good. I really was like, yeah, but this purge.
0: phone bill from 1998 might still be I
1: would sit there and be like, you never know. <laughs> you know, I might need, I had bills from like college. He's like, he's like this, this Rasko
0: 12 inch, it might It might be worth something. <laughs> so <good.">
1: old <laughs> rap books. I, well, I kept all of them, but uh, I, I I had a problem. So I had to purge. But anyway,
0: you, you, you um, enough, enough about me. Yeah, so why, why don't we take a break and then we'll do our actual uh, our, our, our Russian roulette.
1: Blau Blau Russian Life roulette. Life hacks
0: from bachelors and dads. That was that was blau, shablam, sponsored by Benagins. Yo, what up? It's Alex
1: Ludovico and I'm inviting you to check out as of Friday, April 2nd, my new compilation, Cocaine and Therapy. Executive produced by my man, the God Zilla Rocca. Available only at records.com. Don't go to streaming. Don't go to your little Apple or Spotify. Records.com. Check out the merch for the record and then check out Zilla's dope merch that's coming out with it. It's a combination release between Insubordinate and $3 Pistol. P, P,
0: oh. P, P, I- P, Wish I was a little
1: bit cooler, wish I was a hoopo, wish I had a girl that looked good, I could scoop up. In a sick whip with a foot kit, I ain't got shit, oh damn, I'm a loser. Wish I was a little bit cooler, wish I was a hoopo, wish I had a girl that looked good, I could scoop up. In a sick whip with a foot kit, I ain't got shit, oh damn, I'm a loser. this is Shablam, shablow, are the four elements keeping you down? Do you find yourself cutting your fingers every time you work on a flyer or an insert? Are you tired of being asked to boost your ads or buy ad space? Well, the boys at Griff Company, we have the solution for you. Now all jokes aside, this is Wrecking Crew Consultation If you think that your hip-hop career can use a battery burst, do you feel like you want to have some type of counsel and a soundboard, or do you just need a good old pep talk? We can help you out here. Zilla and myself, Curly Castro, we are offering our consulting services at nominal fees. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot us an email, give us a call, and we'll help you out. Tell me. When was the first time you fell in love with (laughs) hip-hop? All right, we are back. And this
2: is the mystery box, Russian roulette question. Roulette, like Robert Goulet. I like that, Russian
1: roulette. Russian roulette.
2: Roulette. Russian roulette. Roulette. Game of questions. So I'll set it off first. What is the pre-internet rap moment which would have generated the most hot takes on
0: social media? is the pre-internet rap moment see
1: i that's a weird and i have one weird answer and i probably would think a little bit more and have a better answer the one weird answer i would say is the gay rapper but considering how we deal with lgbt rights Mm -hmm. it it wouldn't come out the same way in modern day but if it were back then we were still pretty ignorant and the f word was prominent I think th- I think there would be a lot of combo about it. Maybe not, you know, it would be a little bit disrespectful because we, w- we were definitely a little more dev- devolved back then. But I think there would be a lot of, because there was a lot of whispers about it anyway. For the listeners who don't remember, the gay rapper came about with this w- strange, and I, I say strange, like newsletter, right? So you had rap pages back then. That was the one that was kind of newsprinty. And there was a couple of other, like, you know, Zines, Alaska, you would see in New York here and there. But there was this one Zine and it kind of it didn't come out. It just came out just for this. Zine and it was or a, Zine. I call them Zine because like magazine. But I could buy that, but it like E like Zine. Yeah, no, I don't, That's but I always always magazine. say Zine. I always say Zine. The I was I, I think Easy. Easy. <laughs> <E-zine>. Anyway. Um <laughs> this thing came out. It had a couple of rap articles in it. But the main thing was this um Who's the Gay Rap? Uh Yeah, this this testimony in the back. It was like a full page, two column thing. Mm. And the gay rapper was just acting like, about this. you don't remember this? And he was yeah, like, I've been in the scene. Like, it was like one of those, I've been around. You, you would have no idea who, what. It was like this. This is a thing that everybody knows about and right. doesn't talk about. And mm-hmm. it was like, and then Wendy Williams backed it up with her list and people yes. that she would call out and all the Puff um, puff Daddy uh, finagling she would do. And she'd bring up Method Man, Red Man. You know, I'm, I'm not bringing it up to get it validity, but I remember that time. Everybody kind of was like, who? Mm-hmm. And again, it was still very word of mouth. Yes. I don't, when that newsletter came out, I'm pretty sure no rap publication was out right at that time. We, it was like a couple of weeks until whatever the source dropped or mm-hmm. um, uh, Scratch or whatever it was around then. And it was just like, what is this going on? And in New York was really good for the rap tabloid word of mouth Yeah, around mm-hmm. then. 92, 3, 4, 5, there was a lot of, oh man, you heard about this and somebody, shot up this and this person, not so much relationship stuff. That's why I think the gay rapper was so interesting. You would have a celebrity rap couple here and there, and you know, Tretch and Pepper, the f- most famous one, but you didn't hear right. about such and such sliding with this person and stuff like you hear now. Yeah. So the fact right. that this gay rapper came out and started putting like, all right, this is a relationship. This is it. And think about this, y'all. this isn't Karis one and, um, and Miss Melody, rest in peace. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. This isn't like, right. The classic Hollywood rap relationship. This is somebody mm-hmm. in this in the cut sneaking around, going to the tunnel with our big, broad, burly rappers. I, I think that would have
0: set things off.
1: Sorry for such a long
0: description. No, that's, that's awesome. I think uh the first thing that pops in my mind, it's a bit lazy, but I think like would would Tupac in social media era would he have died sooner? Oh, I
1: don't like thinking about it like that. I see the see because he was such an activist. Maybe he would have like killed Mike did a little bit more.
0: Mm, good point. If you get like
1: whether you agree with Mike's politics, but just
0: extensión or whatever, has died at twenty-one. He got shot at, at twenty-one and got killed. Yeah, and he Pop got robbed, shot at at like 22, 23. And but lived Pac
1: it. wasn't. Pac only had the one robbery attempt,
0: and then the other altercations with bullets,
1: with actual beef, and the cop. These these younger right. guys, yeah, you're right. you're they're right. getting you're right. like, they're getting, where's their location? And they're getting snuck up on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, lined pin, up and stuff. So yeah. so I don't think there would have been that many more robbery attempts on Pac. I think, no, I, I don't want to take it from you, but I think his activism arm would have been much stronger. Um, but continue, mm-hmm. I'm sorry.
0: I don't know. I Well, I'm just wondering because I think he was so, like, he gaslit the entire hip hop press. You know what I mean? Like he really. Yeah, he could talk because he could talk, and he would talk. And and the, and so when I'm watching the Real World reunion on Paramount Plus <laughs> with Kevin Powell, and Kevin Powell was doing all those interviews with him and Vibe, like you know this is the, my last real interview. If someone kills me, this is mm-hmm. gonna be a record. Mm-hmm. But, T- Tupac was playing them like a fucking fiddle from hell, bro. He he knew how to manipulate these people to get. Controversy going to get feuds going to stir the pot while also making you know gigantic records and being like you know an amazing actor and stuff. But I'm just wondering, like, if he was so adept at doing that and he was young, still he was still like 22, 23. He got killed at 24, 25. You know, I mean, after I mean,
1: he went went scorched earth when he came out, but he was very not right. his most but he was so poignant when he was in jail giving the interviews right. that was some of his like most intelligent moments if you will mm. like some things he was saying against right. Rayleigh, against the system really empowering the um the powerful movement of the thug life thing mm, and not just amazing. the tattoo he was on it i remember it was he was also that... like
0: gemini like he was literally two two personalities yeah, yeah so I'm the most definitely like if killer mike doesn't have those two sides killer mike has like the fantastical rapping side on the records but when the records are turned off, he doesn't carry that with him. Pac was like, we're gonna brawl in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like right. trying to set himself up where you well, I mean, it's right?
1: it's hard to say, y'all. It's hard to say, Last, just because if you're thinking about, you know, how it would be back then with something like Twitter, I always think about how it would be now. Yeah. He would have a lot more security. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He would be given like uh, tempered press conferences, you know what I'm saying? Like he would be like releasing statements. It wouldn't be like them catching him coming out from court. Yeah. So I, I you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But just, I, I'm, I don't mean to hijack that one. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's I'm just it. wondering like if it would accelerate things, uh, but or if he could show you more beyond like the one or two vibe magazine things and the one or two. You see, what I'm saying like because mm-hmm. limited, he was giving you less access, and he was kind of in control of what he wanted to do versus being on Instagram every day.
2: Do you think having more Pac would have actually hurt his brand? Mm. Like you know, just because he he seems like to me seems like the type of dude where if he had access to share
0: every thought, he would share every thought. He'd be like Joe Budden. I think he'd be Joe Budden. Or Joe but Budden. I think he's you know, so Joe much Budden, more he's so know, much more
1: like on point. Yeah, right. He's so much more on point and pointed and like Z say, he knew what he was doing. Like right. if something like Twitter was around, he would know how to really use that shit. You know what I'm saying?
2: Like, cause th- you got to think that he wasn't raised on Twitter, right? Like, true. Like, no. Like he was raised on seeing TV and seeing interviews and seeing music press. Like yes, and, activism. Where, like, and the activism is, and the
1: activism from, from his right. mom and stuff. You, so he needed, they knew how to be like
2: providing you that outlet back
1: in the day. Like you mm-hmm. needed cameras there, you needed reporters, reporters there. Now you, you would know. never have a no comment. Coming out of court, he would Correct. always have something to say and polarizing. So that he knew how to really twist the court of public opinion. So it don't matter what True. we just did in that proceeding. I'm yeah. bailed out. Where I'm walking out. When I come out, I remember he would come out and he'd say, D-d-d-d-d-d-d. "He was so like yep. that." Look, Twitter getting away with shooting at cops. That would have been <laughs> huge. Huge. That would have been really a way people good. don't even know yeah. that it happened. Yeah. That he won that case. That what yep. went down. Okay. The cops were um were drunk and off duty, mm-hmm. and he was he didn't know who we were shooting at. People yeah. don't really know. I remember hearing about that late. Right. So, so now I know people that know Tupac and his mythology. They, sometimes that got falls to the cracks, but that's that's a victory. He was winning Correct. in court. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he, he was winning against these things mm-hmm. they were trying to, because they definitely were after him. It was a strange thing. They were after him, but it wasn't so active. But right. let's be real. Hip-hop cops and all that stuff, you know, that was, that was put into full effect. Mm-hmm. They went into the office after Pac and Biggie got killed saying, look, now we really need to amp it up. Like we need to sign this mm-hmm. for like it was crazy. Like, but you know, like just the same way they had the Patriot ready when 9-11 hit, they had the hip-hop cops yeah. ready right. to pounce as soon as it started, you know, reaching some fever pitch. Um, I think it would have been more. I think I think his activism would have been quadruple. Mm-hmm. Cause I think he would have known how to manipulate it.
2: So the thing that made me think of this question, and it was because like I this this event happened and like I just saw somebody tweet about it. Like it was like the th- I don't know twenty-five year anniversary of when ODB took a limo
1: to, to get, get his um his, his uh, food stamp. Food stamp. It was food stamp. So, and I this, this that is, that is that back I in the day when that. you said to get a pack. I think he, he went to get the pack or wick checks. So he had to go get it, Whatever Whatever it right. was like he went true. to get yeah. state,
2: state support.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
2: And I think about how stupid social media is, like you know, and how like mm. people try to weaponize like the stupidest shit to be like symptomatic of like, this is exactly what's wrong with this mm. or this mm. these laws. And I thought like, this would be like the type of thing that just like
1: sets- Make him like the poster boy. Shit of, of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, because obviously he was, no, because you know, I noticed, I know I was in that field. So he, um, he just started making money. So he didn't have to declare it yet. Yeah. And it's, his benefits are still running. Like, yeah. you know, they don't ask you to recertify every right. six months so he probably that's when Wu was making money he probably had like two he probably literally he probably only had like two or three more months yeah of getting the stamps but what kind of flex was that because mtv yo, was paying for that but that limo that wasn't a Wu limo that was mtv yeah. limo yeah you know what i'm saying and he was and you know, dripping, you know
0: he had all the layers on here oh he had oh, like a leather let me tell on. you
1: old i thought it was a master at oh you want me on your show i'm milking and i'm taking all the craft yep my, my peoples might be there or just might be me. I might go to sleep. He
0: was always
1: milk. You want me on your mm-hmm. show? Yeah, you got my, my, my pace. We're going to do it the way I
0: want I may just not even I'll show up. It. You could do all that work. I won't even show so up. So right? I, I was
1: oh. even, it could have been that. It could have been like the puffy JLo, like shine shooting thing. That would have been. Yeah, huge. that was, that was crazy. And that was crazy. And just reg, remember it was on right. the, post, the post was covering it. Every time something clicked on right. that uh, trial. the post had a nice little, and you know, with some weird old uh, headline. Wrap up or something like that. They would always right. do that. So now imagine you know. every single idiot that you know on Twitter. Win an <laughs> opinion. opinion. on it. Ugh. Yeah, I think I think yeah. rap was good in the errors that happened, and then Twitter happening after those errors. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot. Like, all right, so let's just start with us getting into the rap game. You got you you got an earlier Alaskan than me and Z. Remember how much mythology there was with oh, yeah. hip hop? Who wears the office? Oh, I see Russell run up on him like you, you know oh I see pictures of the studio but then I went to one, like, Oh my god this is how it, you know like I remember there was a lot of um Secret Squirrel when you got in yeah. Access Pass that's when you started learning things so right. imagine people like imagine a clip one little clip of um Nas is like in the studio mm-hmm. when he recorded you know you know how Nas records in pieces what if there was one clip of um Guru and inspect the deck above the clouds, like that type of stuff. I think that's that's what we were kind of missing because none of that stuff exists now. People are recording at all times. No, that's
0: not record. All right, so here's my question. You guys ready? Yeah. What? Um. When did you realize that I fell in love with hip hop? No, sorry. Um, (laughs) When when did you realize you're like yo? me being a major label dude is just not in the cards.
1: oh shit. um because
0: and i, I say so here because here's what i'm getting at uh, i was listening back to our episode with mike seatown when we talked about fun crusher after listening to l on the new what had happened was which is amazing yeah it's really like, good. so l had an early brush with dudes trying to you know shout out mike eagle shout out mike it's the only island pots l had a brush early on when he was trying to get on and Dudes were putting in with bad contracts and doing all that stuff. And that kind of put him in a spot where him and Justice started doing all and, you know, doing it by like literally by themselves and seeing so much money and making things work. It was like, oh, we're, we're indie. Like we have so much leverage. We don't ever need to beg for a major label deal or we can take meetings and gas people up being like, yo, we want all this. We want ownership. And but I'm wondering, like, for you guys, was it spurned by a major or some shady people or what was it um
1: i could to do this one quick uh it was a meeting we had a meeting with an entertainment lawyer um they worked um for rough house and so we go into the office and he has all the, he has plaques up jill scott um outsiders the old outsiders cover some Fuji stuff like on Night, the ground, Night, nightlife
0: EP, yeah, uh,
1: yep. Yeah. Some Fuji stuff on the ground. Some of the early singles, some of the later singles, because they were they were pretty much involved. And um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, and the Spooks was 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 what they yes, were burning the currently. Spooks, Siosis. So yeah, so we sat down with this cat, and we're thinking we're leveling up, trying to meet people at different levels to move further up the ladder. And he pretty much ripped us a new one. Um just tore into us, really had nothing nothing good to say, was kind of like, and I'm not, I, don't, I hope I'm not painting him, I don't remember his name, and I hope I'm not painting him away, but it was just kind of like, I'm sitting here, there's Jill Scott plaques behind me, there's Fuji plaques on the floor, cause I'm rearranging, what do y'all got for me? Like, what are y'all gonna do for this? And at that point we just had a really well put together album. Um, it's still out, shout out Bohemian Fifth, you can go look for it on iTunes and all that stuff, it's still up. But it was just a very negative meeting about, where either he was trying to knock us down a bit to see if we could take it or whatever, or he didn't have that much time. He don't know how... It was like, why are you meeting with us if this is what Mm -hmm. you had to say? Mm -hmm. Literally. Like, you know, you could have emailed us this. (laughs) And I remember being like, I'm not crazy. This is a good record. And fuck you. Like, you know... Like, if that's... that's, And I I didn't think about it in terms of major independent, but I just remember, like, getting my taste of that. Mm -hmm. And... Seeing this reverse psychology—that's how I took it. Um, did some, you know, and see how they bounce back. And I was like, "This is ridiculous!" Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm like, "This is not." You know, we didn't talk about the music. Like my first bunch of meetings, even when I met with Jazzy Jeff, he was going on about the packaging. We had a very unique packaging. We kind of we made like a source magazine as like the insert mm-hmm. with our own ads and stuff like that. And I remember people talking to us about the packaging, packaging, and this meeting we didn't talk about the music. And that always would strike me when we would go to some meetings and we would get to talking about everything but our music. And that made me think like, we haven't even found people that like really believe in us, throw some money behind us like the other than our circle. So forget them, yo. Let's just keep rocking. We were getting steady shows and shit like that and that wasn't But I just remember that meeting just leaving such a bad taste in my mouth. I wasn't looking for Dev Jam, whoever. I don't even remember who we would look at specifically. We, we cast a wide net. I sent mm-hmm. out, we sent out packages everywhere. We were like those sending out packages Didn't hear back, no, no, don't know where they went or how they got back. But I remember being pretty discouraged with that meeting. Like it didn't make me optimistic. Like, oh man, we got we gotta work hard to get keep getting in this music business. It Mm -hmm. it got me in like, I'm like, yeah, man, but like who are you? Like, you know what I'm saying? I guess you accomplished, but you're saying that to me. But I'm like, who are you? I never heard of you. I don't know who you are. You know what I'm saying? You you're a man behind a man, behind a man. You just trying to shatter us as soon as we come in there. We all optimistic. I'm like, nah, man, I ain't going for that. And that's what kind of made me think like, you know, we just gonna do our thing. And then eventually I just let me just be an independent. Mm-hmm. That was my, you know, I had brushes with other ladies, but that, that meeting after that, we were just straight independent, pressing our own stuff, didn't even look back. Yeah. Cool.
2: I had um so I had this dude named Ben. He was like one of my really good friends. He lived out in Spring Valley, um, in Rockland County. And he had friends of his that I just like knew Ashante when she was young and up and coming and they were like producers <laughs> and they worked with her and helped her like make the demos that brought her to the attention of Irv and all those
1: oh, people. Yep. Um,
2: and he was like, yo, they're trying to start their own label. And he was like, you should come through, like come through and like try to make some music. And this was like right around when Eminem broke.
0: Right. So yeah.
2: they you know, I didn't realize this at the time, but it became more and more apparent that, apparent that they just wanted like a white rapper.
0: Right.
1: Wow. You should have took it.
2: I was, well, I was like, I went in, I recorded a bunch of shit. It was like a bunch of shit I had written for Adam stuff. Right. Um, You know, but I was like, it's just a demo. So I'm just going to use, reuse these verses. And the beats were real sort of like tritony keyboard sounding. Mm. Um, you know, it was like, late 90s, early 2000s. I think it was Triton, I don't know whatever it was, but it was like- Definitely the Triton. That shit- just, It was
1: still definitely the Triton. It was most most definitely Triton. That was Triton short. time. So,
2: you know, we were doing shit and it was like, you know, you gotta have like these choruses, maybe we'll get somebody to sing on it. And the more it went on, I was just like, I'm not feeling this shit.
1: Mm. Like, they
2: kept trying to tell me how to like write my rhymes and how to do shit and I was like-
1: Oh yes, the, the subtle suggestions hit. of everybody oh, that shit. happens to be in the room. Yeah. Alas, let me jump. I remember feeling like that. I, I remember distinctly, like, especially at like the home studios I would do, I'd say, yo, close my session. It'd just be anybody sitting in there. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You just watch me work my craft. i never, i am never shy or bashful about that. And I wasn't hiding what I was doing. Yeah. But then these people would just make suggestions. I'm like, wait a minute, you don't even, who are you? You're not even planning. You're just sitting there. You're just a guy. Why are you mm-hmm. telling me? Oh, you should kind of go low. I'm like, what is happening I, I remember just like, worlds colliding, I was feel like who is this dude and why is he in my session and he's blowing me? Like I don't even wanna work anymore and shit like that. So people that would be like that before I, I, I think, Alas, well, I needed to meet professionals with those type of suggestions for me to really take them. But like just regular yokels? That shit, nah, yo. <laughs> so anyway, it became a thing where it
2: was like, because he was a friend of my friend, I didn't wanna be shitty.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I just told him, I was like, yo, I'm not really trying to like change up what I'm doing. Right. And he's like, that that's cool. He's like, but then try to get into this part of the game. Right. And I was like, mm. yeah, i Like, I realized, I was like, I'm not. And then, like, you know, I was like, I had been going to, like, Scribble Jam and, like, playing one-off shows in, like, L.A. and Cal- in Chicago and shit, so I was like, mm. I don't really need that. Like, right. you know, like, I don't want to be, like, a famous person. I don't mm. want to be Eminem. I don't want to be... Like these big artists, like that. I just want to make a living. Right. Like, if I can make a living, if I can make the amount of money I'm making at my shitty advertising job, I'm cool. Yeah. And that's like when I realized, like, I'm just happy doing what I want to do. Like, you know, once I got onto like jokes and shit, like my perspective changed a little bit. But um, yeah, it was like then I was just, like, I don't want to be that. Like, that's not something I ever want to be. Like, to me, like, this is something that. I see as like very pure and like that might be like a real like fucking pretentious artsy thing to say. Mm. But like I did, like there's so much other shit in my life where it's like I have to compromise and like I don't want to compromise on this. True. Like this is like the one thing that I found in life that I don't have to compromise it.
1: That's um, great, that's dope. Mm-hmm. All right, my turn. Huh? Yeah. Okay, Um, it's a two part question. Okay. Um. I need y'all to both tell me what are your two favorite posse cuts and why and what makes a great posse cut in your opinion, as you tell about the favorite posse cuts. So take a second.
0: So right, uh number, number one is winter wars. Okay. take Don't take, take as much time as you need. <laughs> I know that. Why? I think, I think, you know, the beats amazing. I think uh, obviously the arrangement, capital S, is amazing, but the, the key to the posse cut is who, like I, I've arranged and aligned many posse cuts in my life, like in the editing time in the studio when when everyone leaves, you know, spits their verses and leaves, because I would always think like, what would RZA do, and Riza would not have like two high pitched dudes' voices back to back. And then mm-hmm. two low pitched voices back to back. Like you need to have like I'm I'm pretty sure before Kappa is like on Winter Wars, I, I think Master Killer might go before him. Like somebody a little more subdued. So he's kind of like yeah. like the break in the song, you know what I mean? You know, uh and he's he's got bars on there, he's kind of rhyming hard, but like Master Kill was the perfect lead in to Kappa, you know what I mean? Who is like rambunctious, mm-hmm. colorful, wild energy, whereas Master Kill is like very straightforward talking conversational and then you have like Ray just doing the hook that day you know yes the shit is raw coming out you start screaming out loud Wu-Tag's back, back for more. Yes, yeah. I was raw I told you before so you have one dude just being cool with just doing the hook on the posse cut you have like Ghost you god Master Killer, Cap, Cappa making it special by to me you know rapping the best verse in Wu history so like it's special because it's Everyone plays their part. Like, Ray's cool with just doing the hook. was mm. cool with doing 90 bars. You know what I mean? And Ghost is cool with putting it on his album where Kappa takes the crown. So that kind of jumps out. That's the first thing I thought of. I haven't thought of a second one yet, but there you go. What do you got so far, Alaska? Don't see scenario um, remix.
2: I mean, it's going to be super cliche, but symphony.
0: That is hey. cliche. You yeah.
2: know, that shit is like... <laughs> it's... To me, it's the first posse cut I remember.
0: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it has a more <laughs> more show than rappers delight. That's not a out of a group. They're a group. It's a group. Yeah. Oh, indeed. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: You know, so it's like simple beat, but great, powerful beat. Right. Like just the, that piano loop. Yeah. Um, all the verses are good, mm-hmm. at the very least. Right. There yeah, yeah, verse on the great posse cut.
1: Nah, even that's- even man, Craig G, even mm-hmm. Craig G, hold Craig G. That's when I got some respect for him, and he's like, All right, he, he can rap with them, you yeah.
2: And, and even that, like, I don't think his verse is that great in the scheme right. of things, but um, then there needs to be like a moment where you're like, Holy, shit, this dude is like better than everybody else in the world. Ooh. And for me, that was like Big Daddy Kane's verse at the end, yeah,
0: of course. Uh, you know what I mean so I think oh.
2: I think if a posse cut has all of those elements to it then I'm with
1: it and mm. is Moe D on, that? Moldy's on Moldy's it Moe
2: right? on it it's it's Master Ace sets it off but once you hit a cat that's the it, ace it, 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 okay. okay I'm trying to
1: think who set it off
2: I think that was the first time I heard Cool G rap
1: oh wow that's a big yeah, one. I think it came out before his before Road to Riches did yeah hmm. yeah because it was um was it on a cane oh. record no, was walls in control. It was on Marley oh, Monster. Okay. yeah, but I think that was before. So that is to,
2: insane too, like just hearing Cool G Rap for the first. It was the first time um, I heard Cool
1: G Rap. Right, right, right. Well, so I don't know so yeah. Rap whatever, but
0: uh I want to say Is I that
1: the precursor to, to um not Wild Cowboys, but the Fuji song?
0: What's that? What's yeah, that yeah. one? Cowboys. Cowboys, oh, yeah. What a what a oh my god, what a What a great song. See, what a man. great song, right? Um, I like that but one. It, so the one I was thinking of is because we, we talked about last week was banned from TV because mm-hmm. on top of Nate, like you always have like the one person that like shines the hardest clearly, and that's that's that's, that's, nature. Nature. that's nature. But you get you get styles P and Jada going back and forth, Woo! which makes it really fire. But then the Cowboys joint you have Digga and Lauren going back and forth. Woo! You know, what i mean they brought the and Young to see. Z. That's it. and see. Young Z, yeah. Young Young Z rapping and then Pace One and, and Clef going back and forth. Yes, you know, what I mean, like Pace One dies with his eyes on the jackpot. You know, what I mean? like <laughs> Cowboys is pretty amazing. Um, I'll go with I'll go with one off the beaten path though. Um, you got? It is oh, uh, it's it's off the books. beat nuts Cuban Lincoln pun. Okay, okay, because that was a single. You know, what I mean, like. I always, I'm, I'm just a big fan of when posse cuts aren't like album joints. So like the off po- the books is an incredible song. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's no, that's, no, that, that, that's watch out now. You're thinking of watch bring it. Bring oh. Bring oh, okay. Oh yeah, 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 sorry. This so, year. Sorry, yeah. Getting mad money off the books this year. Ain't nothing but crooks in here.
1: Can um, I be honest with y'all? I'm a big supporter of pun, but I never was like always blown away with the fast rap. I thought when I realized his stature and him rapping fast, that was a good combo from a big man that could mm-hmm. that had the breath control. But like like the rap sometimes I was just like cuz you know what it was the raps were good, really good mm-hmm. up until people started saying he was the greatest of all time. No, no.
0: no. Then that yeah, that's, then that's, that's when I that's, start that's
1: that that affected my opinion of him because He wouldn't say yeah. it but they were going and look, if you were Latin, yo, I he is the best Latin, you know, right. he, he's your number one. Like it, it,
0: it's it's kind of like saying like Roberto is the best baseball player of all time. Roberto is right. amazing, he's not fucking with Willie Mace.
1: Right. And I give he's I give I put him up there, but maybe more in my 20, 35 I
0: mean, his range. Shouts of Dan O from Free Music, like Capital Punishment's his favorite album ever. And I, I love wow. Capital Punishment so so much. Um, but the, the the drop off from capital punishment to yeah baby is like the fucking Grand Canyon. Like that's that's quite a, a yeah. And if you want to, and and, and people that
1: are and people that are hardcore on um like discrediting Biggie because it was only two records, then you have to consider that same thing
0: with Pun. Yeah, but they're both, and I mean, then both and one of the records is not mics.
1: right. That's what I'm, and one of the records is kind of subpar. So it, yeah, but it like, totally I, only I adds give so much back. For like
0: four and a half, five mics easily, and then the, yeah, baby, I'll give like two and a half, three. I can't. But no, but, but what's, the, what's your oh, second? Oh, pick? But let me say this about um off the books. Yeah. off the books is also oh, dope oh the books, yes, but, yeah. Because so Pong goes first. I'm pretty sure Cuban Link goes second. Cuban Link is kind of smashing that joint, and then Psycho Les goes third. Juju's kind of the sh- sharpest dude on that song. Juju. And that was I mean, that was the beginning man, of like so Juju nice. really being really really ill, right? the better rapper, especially yeah. when it, yeah he was yeah he he wasn't just like oh he's dope in a group because he makes beats, and he's like the better rapping one out of the producers. Like Juju was like getting nasty with it, and I think he's like super underlooked as like an all time. So I would say banned from TV, but we you know we, we talked about Nori last week. We talked about that one, so I'm gonna go off the books as my right. other. Uh, last you got another posse cut.
2: Yeah, I mean, I got a bunch of them that are in my head right now, but. um,
1: It's Russian Roulette. It is, so I'm going to Cham- go. With, Chamber's fun.
2: I'm going to go with, um, I was going to go with Headbanger because I love Red Man's verse Oh Yeah, the rest but of the- it is just Red Man's verse. Let's be real. It is just Red it is. Man's exactly. verse. exactly. Yeah, so I'm going go with, and I don't know if this will qualify as a posse cut, but um, Soon You'll Understand, I think that's the name of the song, from, um Rock
0: a lot familiar with Beanie Scarface. I, I can't say it's a posse cut. Why it's Beanie Scarface and uh, who? Um, it's, and it's more bleak. Of, it's, it's like it's like a it's like a heavy concept. Who, who's who's on it? Beanie Scarface Jay, and, and, and Jay. Jay. Jay and who else? Is there fourth? Nah, no, that's it. But I I got I got I, I got They all me. solo artists. This
1: one, this one.
0: No, no, you no, know, you know, no, no. Wait, wait. You can re- you can resurrect it and say for the fam with like Beans, Bleak, Amil, Jay.
1: But that's all rock. O like, C stop. Because it's just that's the other one that the, the
0: posse cut is just about uh, we're all gunning to be the best person yeah. on a song. The song oh. ain't about shit. The beat's hot, we're all together. That's that's the posse cut versus like well if that's three if, people writing on concept.
1: If that's coming up, then I want to just give a nice so, shout out to one that people a uh, black lip bastard remix. That's all. Oh, that's always one that people cool. people pass on. That one. That's a really heavy. I'm the no fire in which you burn.
0: <sighs> but there It is undefeated. undefeated.
1: There it is. It is the beat, not, but isn't Freeze, that the right? beat though? The yeah. beat is so the beat.
0: Fucking like, with I, the I, look? I love myself. the lyrics,
1: but that be, I can let. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The beat
0: helps,
1: oh. but the lyrics all kill.
0: Treads is. Erwin, like
2: comes off like.
1: You silly microphone
0: like from- Yo, yeah. That's my favorite line. Look, everybody, I have a silly microphone. Girl, Bro. That's the breeze we got to bring them back on. Wait, who, who says Um, who says the line? I get open like Venetian blinds. Is that Treads?
2: That's Treads. But, but he treads has- destroyed my shit.
0: Treads destroyed me. He yeah.
2: says, "Laverne, Laverne's gear shows your record. So unless your hose butt naked, you're
0: naked loser. The L, catch that L. L on the
2: shirt, a yep.
1: loser. <laughs> That's I was, crazy. Like,
2: I was like, oh my god.'
1: Is um, is is, is heroin on this? She said,
0: no, heroin she's
2: not.' J. yo, know, just,
0: you know, just um, goes. And,
2: is and that... this is the song that actually caused me to actually meet Breezy Bruin. Nice." Because we were, uh, he has that line, like, you know, um, them brothers ain't Atomic.
1: Yeah, I know. Here you go. Hey, you stepped to a step
0: like, you know, You're talking about us. about us?
2: And he came up to me. He's like, yo, you know that line wasn't about you
1: guys, right? Wow. And I was like, I didn't think, I was hoping it wasn't, but I really didn't think it was. Jesus atomic God. and Adams, there's yeah. a little leap there. Yeah. Um, I remember being so enamored and not just attractive. She was attractive, but because I met her at my college. Like, by, by Queen Heroin. I, I couldn't oh. believe that this style was coming out of a, a woman's mouth. Like, and she was nasty back then. And sure. one day I came out to my lounge and there she is. And I'm like, what's going on here? And she was friends with somebody else that lived on the floor. And they. she said a real name. So that's how I met her. And then I'm just like, wait a minute, you're like, you're Queen. Like, in my mind, I'm realizing who you are and shit like that. And I think, oh, wait, wait, wait. I think. We rapped a little tiny bit, not a lot. It wasn't a lot because I didn't want to press her like that. It wasn't a lot, but it was like she spit something, and maybe I spit a little something. And yeah. and Curtis Hall, Temple University. I'll wow, never forget Curtis that Hall.
0: Yeah. Okay, wait, wait. I, I want to throw just the an. No, permission. not Curtis Hall. I was in Peabody. We were in Peabody. Peabody.
1: So, dude, she was actually Peabody. wasn't on that track.
0: She's not on that. Track. She's not on, track. She's not on um, track. Yeah, but yeah, but no, Wait, wait. Man. So I'm going to just say runner up is um I, only the edit I made. Because the the go. retail version, I don't fuck with it. It's a one train by ASAP Rocky. Because oh yeah, you did ASAP Kendrick, yeah. Badass, Yellow Wolf, um, Bronson, Danny Brown, and Big Crit. And I edited out like half them dudes and made my own version. So if my version was on the retail. Anybody wants to, my version, get at me. It's like really ill hell. I had Bronson going first, I mean, but an actually, I've
2: thrown an honorable mention too, and it's not something so, I made myself. What? But it, it's cloned by the Roots.
1: So, uh, a last. We'll year out a so, kids. what makes what makes a good posse cut for you? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. For me, yeah, I answered yeah. that earlier. It's you did,
2: yeah, a simple but like hard and like a simple hard beat that doesn't get tired. Okay. Black no verses and one verse that makes you just feel like what the fuck. At least yes.
1: once. Okay. So then, if that's the case, we do have to just give reverence to scenario with the great verse from Dinko yes. D. Of oh, D- <laughs> Dinko D, D the has INC incorporated the I-N-C, I-N-C, INC into the float.
0: Listen to so all stop. of our supporters, Ooh. all of our supporters. If it's not abundantly Yo. clear after ninety episodes, Castro always goes for Yo. the other guy. And Dinko
1: D's verse or scenario, y'all fell for it. Oh, dungeon <laughs> Dragon, it's Dinko um, D the science right, he's Well, we're in we're, that.
0: we're about to take a break, but but last but not all least, right. one I want to throw out there is uh. Is um cream team joint with funk flex Ray Meth Deck Killison Harlem Hoods that joint is
1: wait are there cream is um cream team on it? Which uh, you I, call any one of them
0: one of them's on there. Well, this is before okay. they were cream team, they're called Harlem Hoods. Oh, uh, it's
1: before and, they were cream team. And
0: Ray, yeah. Ray opens up and says he says, Twisted black, Dutch up, what up, crates down, Chains style, magnolia rocks, twenty eight thousand plus ray is fucking <laughs> that joint that joint just ray is like destroying and kill us in at his peak deck recycling oh, a verse from uh from uh i think heavy from the kill a priest record and meth just kind of shows up like snapping i mean ray's the best one but i just always
1: all right we're doing it we're going with break. beating around the bush Wu Tang. if you look at the collectiveness of them they had some of the best posse cuts oh yeah This yeah, is yeah. period they probably got like 10 we love at least not Wu Tang songs, but like, right. you know, stuff on Killer Swarm, stuff right. is like weird, <laughs> I'm in Theater, and stuff, them. like those, like so execute them. That's my know. I mean, there's some, about- there's a On
0: 101.
1: No, oh, think- there's a lot of weird, um, Think Differently. Yeah. The joints on Think Differently. Yeah. They hit really hard. What are you gonna say? Shout out one? Jerry Kruger. I, say, like, I was right, thinking the- about, like, which, which borough has the best rappers? Queens. Right. Uh, well, I was, I
2: was, I was uh, Queens. But, it's like, Brooklyn. Long Island is in there, too, even though it's not a borough. But Staten Island, and it could just be rural.
1: Yeah, Staten Island is kind of daunting when you line up their champions against ours. But yeah. Brooklyn, we got, you know, I, I would always say Brooklyn. I can't really say any other word than that. But I mean, let's I hit a break.
2: Probably, probably Long Island and Staten Island are possibly the two illest in New York.
0: I'll go Brooklyn and Queens. Queens. That's just me. I'm an honorary Queens, Queens dude Me, me and Shells are honorary yeah. Queens I mean
2: I, I think Queens If you're going boroughs, Is probably
1: the, the top
0: Per capita Cause they just live
1: And, and they live like Around the corner From each other for yeah. But um, <laughs> you know It's kind of crazy Alright let's hit a break
0: Check it out man Zilla Rocca here Newest remix project From yours truly A collection of all My favorite remixes I've done for rap homies Far and near Anything I touch, I bruise, Volume 3, Creators and Swindlers, available now at 3 dollars Name your own price. You can give me $10, $50, dollars 9 cent. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, it's up to you. Got joints on there from DJ Manipulator and Conway La Machina, the machine. Lush Life and Killer Mike, Griffin Scorsese with Vic Spencer, Castro with Def C Colossal, and Elusive. From exclusive joints remixes from Cryptic One in Alaska, the Steel Tip Dove with Prem Rock. Unavailable anywhere else. And oh yeah, this joint is only on Bone Camp, meaning it's unavailable anywhere else either. So check it out. You could also grab the ill red Zilla Rock unisex hoodie or not, but you would look 89% flyer. This has been evaluated by scientists. I promise you. Check it out. Peace.
2: Call Out Cultural listeners, this is your boy Jason Griff, friend of the podcast. Just wanted to come through and let you know that I just dropped a new beat tape. It's called To Sample Only Water for 10 Days, and it's inspired by a John Frusciante album of a similar title. Hit up insubordinaterecords.com today and get yourself a digital copy. Use the discount code CALLOUT and take an extra 15% off. So hit insubordinaterecords.com Drop that discount code Call out. Get yourself 15% off.
1: And as always, long live Scorsese and fuck Jason Griff. Alright, we are back. Shabla, shit, 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 shabla, shit, shit, shabla. Round two of 20.
2: Set it off. Right. Who is the worst <laughs> hip-hop adjacent celebrity? So not somebody that's oh. a hip-hop artist, but somebody that's
1: around hip-hop and like sort of like claims hip-hop but is a celebrity see mine i don't know if mine will work but i just want to say bow wow first and foremost just i don't know if that fits the category i'll pick another person but bow wow is just like wow and it's an artist so he's, this, he's, 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 he he's the farthest thing from hip-hop at this but this should be somebody that would never put
2: out a record they're just like oh
0: i got one i got one that that All asshole right. dj academics he sucks. Oh god. Everything about that dude sucks. Never did a mine. mixtape, never touched vinyl in his life, never yeah, carried a crate, DJ, never did one blend, all. never did anything. He just was like. Oh, DJ means like I get to be a media. I thought guy.
1: at first he was doing stuff for artists, not the, just the young ones. He, I give him credit; he does hold it down for the young ones and keeps that gap. But I thought when he first came out, he was doing something worth something, right? A mixtape well, or something. Nothing. I don't know. Do? I thought his name does he was make beats? early, no. just really right. early. So, all right, if we're going it's that ag- route, it's I'm,
0: academics, dude. He's a world's worst at everything. Okay. I'm giving up on dude. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, Castro, has to say. I'm giving up on dude. Um. I'm done with Michael Rappaport. Yes, I knew it. I knew that was someone. I was done. gonna say. I'm, 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 let let me that tell that was you was so, low hanging
0: fruit. I thought that was. Let me low tell
1: low. you, man. I don't think so because I've been. Fi- I me personally, I was following him since Zebrahead. I've known white guys that you kind of like grew up with a little bit, and they're right. hip hop ish, and it just was like he was always at the cusp of of claiming too much, of feeling too like getting too much of a pass, and then. Mm. Then he, he got some points for me for doing Bamboozle to make fun of himself. That was amazing. And I was like, all right, that's listen. Cool. As an
0: actor, he's amazing. He's an amazing actor. He but just... then, but
1: no, but now he takes low-hanging fruit roles of I'm the white black guy. Well, that's what fucking, he does now.
0: The Griselda movie. like, pfft.
1: Yeah, like doing that. I've seen that. Yeah. And I and that's just like, now you're playing a trope of yourself right. instead of being like some cool character in a New York-based movie. You know that's what I'm saying? True. There was a time when he was like, for lack of a better term, he was like a Woody Allen-ish character. Mm-hmm. He would pop in a movie, he'd be a character, mm-hmm. or he'd be himself, and it would kind of work because he was so New York, and that's what I used to love right. about him. He was so New York, but like somebody like um, who's my man, um, Danny, Danny Hoke, yes, Danny oh, Hoke, like yeah, um, oh, the yeah, the punk. actor, writer, yeah, 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 the writer, the writer, I love him. Because I feel like there's a deep reverence and a deep-seated immersion in the culture that he, tra- that he translates into film and other projects. Michael Rappaport, I feel like, is just hustling the culture now. He's, like, he's, a, he's, a, he's a white hat hustler. Like I, I see him wearing a white suit, coming in you know, to the scene, thinking he's slick, talking with a, with a forked tongue out of both sides of his mouth. I'm done with that motherfucker. He's done.
2: He's a fucking asshole. That's
0: okay, all a I got
1: to say. fucking asshole. Higher learning. You, you
0: had personal fucking interaction
2: with him? I seen enough of him. Like, same thing. I'm just like, just shut the fuck up.
0: Well, he's you- now like a, he's like an Instagram famous here, dude. 50,
1: 60 year old opinion. Shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah, he does up. these rants now and shit like that. I will and say this like,
0: yeah. I'll say this because I'm I'm defending him, like, in terms of Hollywood. Raps, to me, the rap stuff came to a head when he made Beats Rhymes in Life. And he spent four minutes talking about the amazing albums and then 17 hours on Why Tip and Fife, hate each other. And Five, yeah. I'm like, yep. I saw that in movies with my wife. We weren't even together yet. We were like friends. Yeah, and when else.
1: you're watching it, you're not even thinking that. You're just you're being so washed over. Like you're yes. so
0: amped. Like Tip being like, oh, here's how I made Check the Rhyme. And then we were in high school, and then I was like, oh, you know, I think it would be cool if we just did this song. It became Can I Kick It. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, and you're like oh, – w- w- that, that that deserves more than a passing mention. That a nineteen-year-old kid like figured this out, yeah. and then it's like, yeah, but check it. Like this is why Fife and Tip have hated each other since nineteen ninety-six, and here's all the footage of them fighting all the time for another hour and twenty. And I was like, what? Yeah, I, that was, mine. What the that was f- wild. Mine. Wh- why is that the movie? Fucking like It was stupid. It was just, I just I don't understand it. Like yeah. when it we got mine. the four-hour Wu Tang. Showtime documentary from last year which I'll watch again I've already watched it twice I watch it all the so, time I watch it like fuck time you know like they, they didn't hide from that shit like why these dudes some of them really just aren't cool with each other anymore the money and the head button and the contracts and the family but we also got to watch like them rhyming in some nightclub in, in Jersey in 1992 sweating and them <laughs> mm-hmm. in the studio making cream like all this amazing shit
1: and like, men professing love for each other throughout the whole thing they were saying I love you uh-huh. all the time when they were younger when they were middle aged when they were older I always th- always love that about Wu, just the yeah, like, brotherhood think and
0: think about this. If you're if you're like twenty-eight and you just got in a tribe this year and you watch that movie, Fife's dead. Yeah. And all you know of yeah. Fife is him button has a tip, really. You know, and
1: semen on the furniture. Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons gassed that dude by letting him be like the angry guy yeah.
1: on the podcast. Yeah, right? he would. Yeah. Yep, he would. And that made him think he was some Reputable in like basketball and other things, right? Yeah, like,
2: and, and that sort of became his persona because, like, that was the only thing giving him attention at this point. Is like, nobody give a fuck about him. No, like, so now people are now that's all he does now is just be the fucking angry dude. He's like that fat Italian dude that sits you see, in the car and does. Your- ex-
1: you see, you see how revered Bones Malone is, oh, and you're gonna me. To tell me he he did that much different than Michael Rappaport in terms of getting in and 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 um spreading his wings and and doing a lot of things, but Bones is like, respected. He yeah, never man. disrespected anything out there. He never um, tried to play some role bust Buster, you know what I'm saying, misrepresenting right. himself. And so how can he exist that way and be held in such a high regard and, and, and rapping for mm-hmm. such a fucking scumbag licking sewers and shit?
2: Well, but even right. you know, like fucking, uh, what's James, James Conn's son's name?
1: Scott. Scott. Scott.
2: Like stepped he stepped off in documentaries and shit. He's like, I know, you know, I did that shit. It was cool. He's like, and I respect it, and I love it, and I'll talk about it with fondness. And I'm gonna go about my day. Like I'm not gonna. Yell yeah. Me.
0: He's on the Step Brothers album. Like Alchemist yeah. got a verse from him. Like four years. He ago. got a verse. From his him. first yeah. verse in like 20 years. He's all
2: over. There's that like um. There's that LA documentary about the graffiti artist and the the tattoo artist
0: Yeah, yeah, the, the Netflix. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice.
2: He's all over that shit. It's dope, and he like you can tell he loves everything, and he's not there to like just be like a fucking angry white dude yelling. at Yeah, people.
0: I here's my question. You ready? I here, I remember what it was. Um, has, I mean, we all know the answer is why, but truly in your heart of hearts, why do you believe that Eminem has the worst taste in rap history with everything? <laughs> Um, everyone knows my opinion on twitter i think the easy the easier answer is um
1: i think working with dre so working with my friend got him into certain types of habits Mm. that made him a perfectionist that probably made him uncool his beats and when i say that the beats were probably he started producing so that's another thing you get with dre and then you start into production Right. Mm. And if you make you have a good idea and it's pretty simple, but it, with the Dre you start whittling away and whittling away, right. and making this perfect. And that's what happened with his flow. His flow was was jagged and had style and mm-hmm. swing to it. He, he had funny. a certain swing to it. But working with Dre, no, do that line again. Make it hit the pocket, make it hit the metronome and making you do 40, line, 40, 40 times of one line made his flow turn into a robot. Right. It mechanized them because now it's like I'm gonna hit it. I'm gonna hit this level that Dre wants me to hit before Dre tells me. And by doing that, it smoothed out his style. It was, it's almost it's with, with Eminem, it reminds me of getting your hair, getting your hairline shaped up right at the front. Right. <laughs> and being so self-conscious, you keep getting it done and it keeps going back. Right. And it's going back. Steve and em- you don't even notice. Yep. You, you don't <laughs> notice. And you're thinking, oh, look how sharp those lines are. And you're so enamored with the part that's in it or whatever. And then you know by the before you know it, you, you upweigh half your head. Right. And you destroyed your hairline. And I think Eminem kept shaving and working and shaving the metal and working the wood and drilling the metal and burning the sword that he smoothed it all out. And now he's just a drone. Where before mm-hmm. he had personality, he could dance and come back and pause and all of that stuff, it's gone now. And I think that's where he become his worst his worst version of himself. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Dre took him to the heights he never thought he would get. But yeah. I think working with Dre and taking on Drake characteristics and then becoming a producer turned him very metallic. And it took all the nature out of his shit. It drained all of the life out of it um, for me. I
0: think he stopped doing drugs. He stopped doing drugs. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's
2: true. I, I mean, that was like, you know, the, the thing that
0: was... He was basically Platinum Cage. What's that? He was like, if Cage went Platinum, like yeah, when he was on drugs while was... out.
2: Yeah, it's like, so he had that, but then like he he stepped away, like, he you know, he's probably a much happier person now than he was, and he seemed like the uh, almost
1: happier, most... Almost definitely. But person. bringing up Cage, he started, again, this is the gift and the curse, getting with Dre, you're learning how to make songs. Cage was making songs, not learning how to make songs. You see what I'm saying? There's a difference with Dre. He, you're gonna make a song mm-hmm. and the song is gonna be you know palatable and crossover you know worthy.
2: But now he's he's just like a pop artist. He's not a rapper anymore. Like he's been a
1: pop exactly. artist since
2: he's like he's okay. making corny shit. He's making like fucking he's making the, the same version of the song that like the 20 year old like ingenue makes where she's like singing about like the <laughs> overcoming
0: bad, the odds. The
2: scars that she has from her relationship. Right. And that's what all of his What's
0: songs that? what's that Venom What's song, dog, the Venom
1: song <laughs> yeah that's hard. what's what's that artist it's not Imbrugula she used to wear the, the overalls and um, she used to half sing rap she used to wear leather she had dark hair you're not to help me out here
0: Nay and it was
1: no it was but it was around that time and it's not the Imbrugula chick it's this other one and she was kind of hip hop adjacent she, she was always like she was working with Missy was it a little bit.
0: Nelly Furtado
1: Yes! Oh God! Oh God! That's what Eminem is to me, Dali Furtado. No
0: difference. Wow! I, I, what, what I'm wondering is because he, like, listen, there's joints on the Eight Mile soundtrack which are amazing. There's joints on Slim Shady LP are fucking wonderful. Marshall Mathers LP, fucking fire. The, the Eminem show is fucking it's heat.
1: Really? Oh, you didn't like uh, Shade? What is it? Forty five. A shade five that remember that compilation he made? Yeah, nah, fuck all that. The car- I'm just you
0: sure I it's just fascinating to me, like who I've you know, I've hate listened and skimmed his last two albums where he has access to everything. He's at an age where like no one expects this dude to rock the culture with the biggest singles. And he's still, even at forty eight or however the fuck old he is, he still isn't even on some I don't give a fuck what these guys think. Here's i want to make some throwback. 92 shit or make some he doesn't even do that he's still doing like lucas joiner and skylar gray yeah say and, and all this shit oh he's
2: like God. adam levine he's
1: like right yeah, and it's I not even
2: know. the cool it's
1: not <laughs> even like cool cats or or creative that you're getting with like um creative singers of the time even you know young ones i don't right. care yeah, Jenny yeah. I- Ioko, I don't care yeah. who it is, but like yeah. something that's gonna come out dope. Or, um, you don't even work with SZA, uh, dog. Or the girl Selena Carrera, not Selena Carrera, what's that girl's name? Oh man, my bad, I, it's, I'm, I'm having a hard time pulling a name. But just like, girls that are the dope. If if you're gonna do that crossover stuff, do it with girls that are the dope, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he would be like Adele. Like, Pink. The girl, like this is my fight song. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's
2: his whole vibe. He's like he's like the worst example of somebody becoming too LA. Oh, you know what I mean? said, like you sold out and LA, like that's him.
0: He does a lot of yoga. He only drinks like Voss bottled water. Yeah. You know, he, like he's like that dude.
2: I mean, the, the thing I heard about him is like he dropped out of the scene and like raised his daughter and raised his ex's like other kids as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah he has he has other kids. Definitely, awesome. he seems like that part of his life he's managed to put in order. Yeah. And like he seems like he's actually like a genuinely good person on that side of his life. Right. right. But the music side sucks.
1: It's still, he's probably he's, he's probably really still is. a maniac in the studio, and not in a good way.
0: Well, yeah. I, I I think taking that time off, like he settled into like Target loudspeaker rap because he was in Target a lot with his kids. Or yeah. dude, it'd be like yeah. he settled into like in that world only because he's not in ciphers and he's not staying up on arm and hammer guy. or any you know what I mean? Like he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He's just like He's hearing Adele of oh, the speakers in Target. He's like, Oh, I should work with like her. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna buy this toilet paper real quick. Yeah. So that that was my last question.
2: Like, let me get this red CD case version that's exclusively.
0: Oh, in the three bonus songs? <laughs> oh shit, Right, in the basket, of course. All right, I'm
1: up. I'm the last this is the last question of night. That was the last yeah. bullet. Yeah. All right. Gentlemen. What was your um? What was the? What? How did you feel? And it don't matter if this was your main one, just anyone. Seriously, how did you feel when you got your first record deal? No matter how shitty it was, and was it all that you thought it would be in terms of like that myth that we have? I want a record deal, and that that first record deal you got was it all that you wanted it to be? And if not, why?
0: Um, my first one was with Herbnet in Canada. So shouts to them. I had. I had a lot of close calls, like faxed contracts, you know, people looking contracts over, people saying they were going to send a contract. It didn't happen, handshake deals. But the first time it was like delivered to me with a need to be returned by a certain day was for Urban for the Career Crooks record. Um, I think I was like 33 or 34 or something when I, when I signed it. So it was more just like one of those like, uh, wow, this is, this is still thinking back then, like, wow, this is like a, a legitimate official thing. Um, and Urbanet, man, shout out to Urbanet. They, they really worked that record and it, uh, it was, it was amazing. So it didn't change my life in any meaningful way. Like a, like a, how a person would think about, you know, an indie or any type of contract was going to like shift your whole shit but uh it was cool just to you know put my government name on some shit with like my music above it and like all the terms and reading it over and changing some of the terminology and that shit to be like yo you're not gonna fuck me on this deal nah buddy even though that wasn't (laughs) like the contract wasn't that long so uh it was cool to just say i did it and then the learning experience and opportunity to see like what does a label actually do you know i mean like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what what are they doing that I just can't do that I don't want to do versus what, what have I been doing already that didn't even really need a label around it to, to make shit click off. So it was, it was a big learning opportunity for me to see, you know, cause back then I felt like, you know, it's like, like, you feel like, 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 like the girl being picked last at the dance to go, go dance with a dude. You're just watching everybody else dance. The fucking night's getting late. You're like, yo, man, no one's coming up to me. Um, so I saw everybody around me I knew was signing deals or had a deal at some point, and I just didn't have one. So I was like, all right, let me let me see it. So then now that I've seen it, it's like I mean, a lot has changed in the last three, four years from like Bandcamp Fridays and obviously COVID and our platform and all that shit. And uh artists in general are more empowered, which is amazing. But uh it it just helped me like. Feel like, okay, check that off the list. If I ever want to go back to it, I know what I need to do extra. I need to know what I would vouch for and fight for, so to speak, in the next negotiating. And then think about, you know, what what are the advantages, like short-term, long-term money, you know, press, all that shit. And uh, what I realized, too, is just like I like doing it more myself because, like, (laughs) the money comes to me that day, man. I'm not waiting for no quarterly shit. Quarterly. <laughs> I just I just really get a rush off uh, seeing them pings go off, man. Like, bing, 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 payment, receive, payment, receive, sale, payment, bing, bing, bing. Even when Bandcamp snakes it, you know, or whoever, you know, I just, I like that feeling versus like, excuse me, sir, can you send me my quarterly uh, check, please, for $14? Thank you. Or whatever, how much it is. So Gosh. that was my experience. Gosh.
2: So my first and only contract was with Def Jokes.
0: Well, you win, motherfucker.
2: It was dope. You know, like like signing it was dope because I knew I was going to be quitting my job. I knew I was going to be going on tour. And I knew I was going to have a record out in stores. And like, you know, like the day your record comes out, you got articles in like Spin Magazine, Playboy Magazine. Like... Real National Press. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is dope. Like going into like the Virgin Megastore and your album's on the end cap. <laughs> so it's like, there's all that. And yeah, then it's that's like, they're throwing listening parties.
1: Yeah,
0: I miss this listening parties. parties. Damn. Like, this
1: yeah, I forgot shit. those.
2: And then, you know, like touring. Like that was cool. Like all that shit was cool. Like there was so much cool shit I got to do that I never would have gotten to do I mean at least I don't think I would have gotten to do on my own but mm. you know like playing the rock the bells tour mm. you know what I mean like basically being a rap summer camp for the whole summer that year mm. going on the Vance warp tour as the headliner of the hip-hop stage oh, you know there's all this really cool shit and I think at the time it wasn't like it wasn't as as good as I thought it was going to be mm. my mind, mm. I was like we should be bigger Like, we should. why isn't the label doing this for us? Why aren't they doing that for us? And it's only with like hindsight that I actually realized like how crazy fortunate I was to have that opportunity to Mm. experience all that shit and be around all the people I was around and meet all the people I got to meet and like go to Jimmy Kimmel and like hang out in the green room with Jimmy Kimmel like three or four times. Like just like crazy shit that nobody else gets to do. And it was like, we were like small fr- small potatoes on that label. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like, we got to do really cool shit that like most people don't get to do.
0: Hmm.
2: And it was awesome. Like I got no beef with it. Like now that I've had hindsight and like, I understand like I appreciate so much the opportunity that like L and Amici and those guys gave us. Like I know there's dudes that are still fucking salty about shit, but I'm like- <laughs> It's not to be salty about. Like we nah, got dude. to like live the fucking dream.
1: So
0: live the dream.
2: Years, we got to do this shit for four fucking years. That's college. Like that's we a good. the road, like two hundred plus days a year. Jesus, playing all, great. Way, all over the world. Like we got to do that shit, and like it might have been a lot of times like we're playing to three people, <laughs> but <laughs> there was also a lot of times that we we're playing to like five hundred to a thousand people. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And like, the shit was dope.
0: No. Yeah, you, know, you know, it's funny when, when I put in like, I go on YouTube and put like Hangar 18 Live, yeah. it's yeah. all Megadeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <All> mega <death. laughs> oh, fuck Megadeth, man. Dave Mustaine, he looks like shit now. Yeah, he does. He you yeah, know, like I just,
1: I, I, that question came from, I was really um, enamored when I signed my first deal and I got a lot of love from my circle. We went out to eat yeah, and everything, that but that was fun. But I also remember not making one. Friggin' dime with these people (laughs) like not one solid now i did all right i will always give credit they pressed up some bootleg like mixtapey design cds for me Excuse me tapes for my first record fidel so i had a box of 20 of those but i my my release show was so well attended like i had my high school friends call all those tapes sold at night so like that little burst and they they I just held the box out and everybody took it and gave me $10, so I made like $100 to 200 for that. But that doesn't, I made nothing that from them selling my record, from me being on that label, doing features, being on a the compilation. They didn't, they didn't
0: pay for the record to be made.
1: Nope, I paid for it. Wow. I paid for it and I paid for the videos and all that and I remember them putting it on Bandcamp and it was pay what you want for a little bit and then it was like $7 for a good long while and then it went back to like pay what you want. But I remember never even having a conversation about these quarterly payments. It was just, but it, it's funny thing, I could have used the label better. Like there was free videos, things of that nature that w- was around during that. And I, I could have utilized it better. And I don't know what I really expected, but shoot, Alaska, I had a three plus two with them. Wow. Yeah, three years and then two activated after, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. but literally five years of no money, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, we got
2: money in advances for touring and like merchandise that they gave us to take on the road. I mean, you know, we got and advances for the records. Like the, that's where we got most of our money. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they would give us like 500 CDs to go on tour with.
0: Yeah, see, um, that's money too.
2: We to pay, you know, because it was being manufactured by them. But right, you know, it, it enabled us to come back with a lot of money from road from the tour. The the. Best reaction that happened when I first signed my contract. Like everybody's super happy. I called my mom. I was like, "I just signed a contract. I'm quitting my job." What are you gonna do for insurance? (laughs) Are you (laughs) fucking serious?
0: That's such a downer. That is a moment thing. What's what's
1: what's the what's the medical coverage like? Immediately.
2: Exactly. I was like, "I'll die if I get whatever."
0: I will die from measles on the road, ma. What what do you want from me? Dude, I just found this the freestyle you guys did with G4TV. Oh yeah, G4TV. Oh yeah,
2: is I that, love that. Is one. that
0: is that your daughter? Like, she's real young.
1: No, no, that was. There's cool.
0: like someone's little kid. He's, he's wearing a he?
1: hat. You wearing this is when you wearing a. No,
0: you wearing a hat. No, no. He, he's. Oh, this is the one
1: with he, the um with. He's the got ear. a brown
0: T-shirt with a tank on it. Is this the one
1: with guy. that mic right next to your ear? Right next to your mouth. Yeah, is it that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, that one's crazy. No, no, that that's
2: actually um that's Hip Hop 88. That was like with DJ Eclipse, I think.
1: Um, that was me and Vast.
2: This is just me and Wind and Breeze. It was like it was like some game, like gaming yeah. TV network that they had out in LA and they had us come in. They had this thing. It was like a freestyle show and they had like just rappers coming in and freestyle.
0: So you're wrong. Every BPM is 150 fucking BPM. You guys are rapping fast as shit. On these breaks. Yeah, it's all
2: freestyle too.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's six minutes of freestyle. You and Wind.
2: Yeah, like 150 BPM. <laughs>
0: yeah, crazy. everything is very, very quickly. This is happening? And then I think Paul's in the back, just with a big ass. Uh, that, fucking...
2: Paul was on a tour. That was my, um, it's my old roommate. This dude DJ Ktail. Um, yeah, because
0: I never see. I don't know what DJ Paul looks like. Like Indiana
2: moved out to Brooklyn. And he lived with me. I was like, yeah, "You want to come on tour?" He's like, "Okay." And he just like stole, basically stole his socks and gloves from all the uh, American Outfitters across the country. He would just go in and steal constantly.
0: Damn, bro. They're, they're plugging your MySpace page heavy on this fucking oh, video. On MySpace
2: page. We were up at like 30,000 followers on MySpace.
0: Yeah, your, your MySpace was MySpace.com backslash hanger and then 18 spelled out yeah. the word 18. Love <laughs> so it, up. yo.
1: MySpace is crazy.
0: I think yo, this is still up. Yo, shout to MySpace. Man. No, yo, they did. They, they, my right page now. is still up. My page is still
1: there. Who, but who not. it's like, like, um. Right I think now. the blogs are gone. The blogs are gone. and Maybe the player is not the same. Yeah. I I'm not sure.
0: People are like, "Oh, what's all the new shit?" I'm going to go on MySpace and dig around. Cuz I
1: remember when they tried to relaunch, I'm not going on that it anymore. It's bad memory. Yeah, I'm good with all that shit.
0: Cheers to you guys. Well. Uh I think we're good. That's all the questions. There we go? We asked ourselves. We had we had sub I think Subdo asked us on Twitter if we want to do a listener mailbag. That was a good That's a good suggestion. Maybe we'll yeah, uh, I agree. We'll do that shit. And then um uh, whenever this joint airs, um probably by the time this airs, you're gonna hear the um the new fucking Alex Ludovico record executive yeah. produced by your boy. Um you go. me, my first time from my own imprint three dollar pistol putting out something not me. So it's partner partnering with uh insubordinate records and $3 uh
2: pistol shirt that you got dropping too.
0: Was that the three dollar pistol shirt? Yeah, I got the shirts. I got shirts, I got snapback hats, and I got a long sleeve tee. And uh, they're all in black for now. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll see if people are fucking with them. Because I know Vacationer Jeff, shots to Vacationer Jeff, he, he hit me up for the tea. And I was like, it looks kind of fly Need a little picture there, Jeff. So I'm, I'll make a couple. So they'll be up on 3 dollars And then uh, you can grab the CD. If you grab the CD from me, from Alex, you'll get a free download from, uh, this EP from our catalog, Broken Clocks. Or no, I'm sorry, Weak Stomach. Weak Stomach, it's got Castro in there. It's got me, it's got Small Pro. It's got Alex. Um, I forget what else is on that shit. So if you get if you buy it from me, you get the, the free EP download. If you buy it from insubordinate.com, no worries. You can get at me, show me your receipt if you want to support the mothership over there. That's cool. because um, I know they're gonna do bundles later with um the Griff and Alex CDs from all their EPs and then so whatever. If you want to cover from them, no worries. If you want to cover from me, great but uh it's called cocaine and therapy and it's to me it was like i was saying alaska before we recorded like it reminds me of like danny brown's album old if it wasn't like a two-sided affair it's kind of like all of those moments of like big party dance joints next to like the come down introspective fucked up songs next to like the super rap and shit and uh it's it's really it's really fun it's really dope and I'm, i'm happy that they wanted to Work with me to put it out. So we, we've known Alex a long time. He's going to be on all of our records that are coming out this year, too. And he's been on a bunch of them. So if you don't know him, you're a piece of shit. I don't know what else to say. If you don't know Alex Ludovico is at this point, you know, but I think he's only been on the show like once, twice, probably oh, twice. Yeah. I think he was on a round table and then we went with the Shells Memorial. So yeah,
2: speaking speaking of, I think we should do a round table episode soon,
0: too. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be that'd cool. Be yeah, we, we should do one. But, uh, and Shas, our Patreoners. You know what I mean? Shh, holding us down. I'll call out cultists. If you want to
1: follow us on Twitter, it's at call out cult. That's it, right? No, call out cult
0: pod. Call out cult pod, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Call out cult pod.
2: Um, by the time you get to the end of this episode, we are basically three months from our one hundredth episode. So <sighs> any ideas you might have for uh what you want to hear on the one hundredth celebration, mm. follow at us, let us know. I don't know if we'll follow your advice, but we haven't figured out anything yet. So
0: there it is. Yeah, buddy. 100. Holy shit. What an accomplishment.
2: Yo, It really has felt like it's taken twice as long to get from 50 yeah. to 100 than it did to get to 50.
0: I
1: agree. It's yeah, like yeah. 50, 50, 50 was, was, was like that. We've been trudging through. I think maybe it's just, you know, we need a refreshing on our you know, topics. Maybe that's what it is. I we, think we're just we're really just getting get
0: sick of each COVID. other. Yeah. yeah, I think we're, we're getting sick, sick of each other. I think COVID has added, you know, like you said like seven years on to one year yeah yeah or it's it's like a it's like a cannabis quadrilogy <laughs> please Co- no. COVID is the cannabis quadrilogy you didn't know what was gonna happen it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna be around for a while
2: Nori, the gun quadrilogy rap strategy what jewelry <laughs> it's like
0: oh my god what wait what did you say that that's the nori joint right
2: i know but i just threw quadrilogy into it
0: oh you did yeah it's funny. I was I was listening to it earlier when I was making lunch, and I was like, "This this song is fucking ridiculously good." Yeah. Nori, Nori, that shit is yo. I'm I'm still fucking with the Nori shit from last week.
2: Yeah, the Nori shit was
0: dope. I love Nori. Goddamn. All
2: right, all right, Why I don't really explore much of his old catalog. I mean, his uh, his later catalog. Every yeah. song has guest appearances on it.
0: Well, I'll send you a couple. That are that are solo. I pulled
2: a lot. All, all way. I went through them all. Drunk
0: Uncle Five E. Um, God's favorite is really fucking fire.
2: Yeah, I can't. I can't fuck with him with other. I don't give a fuck about any other.
0: No, no, but God, God's favorite has like, like pure solo songs on it. Yeah, you know what I mean, I
2: might have pulled those into into my mix
0: yeah he's just he's a community guy man he's he's hanging with laron profit cab c and jojo you know troy outlaw we out here like he's just hey, me too he's he's always going to be around Talk 70 fucking people all the time yes. i wish i knew that for the people
2: that i could just name like endless
0: names in the song core mega lakey the kid yo my man bo you know siam joe freddie with the bum leg what up like he's just surrounded by the people's in the frat. Shouts to Norway. Shouts to us. Shouts to you, Listen. Alright, I think that wraps up another successful episode. Alright, you gentlemen. Russian roulette episode.
1: Shablow. Hey, hey,